Welcome to Stampede Your Business. Stampede. 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 Stampede Your Business. Oh my gosh, we're so ridiculous. Oh, we have a lot of fun with this. I love it. I love it. Welcome, folks. Welcome, podcast land. We are here to talk about stampeding your business today, and we got some pretty cool stuff. What are we talking about today, Brett? Well, last week, uh, we, we didn't get to make it through all of our materials, so I'm really excited. because We got too excited we, about we what had, we were talking about. You know, creating a product we're selling is such an important topic. It really deserves to have two episodes Absolutely. on it. So we're going to follow up with uh, on creating a product we're selling. And Absolutely. that's that's the topic for today. Specifically, uh, we're going to talk about the 10 rules for creating and selling a product. So the 10 really rules, there's rules out there for creating and selling a product. Absolutely. These rules are for what? For if you want to be successful, if you want to be successful <laughs> in creating and selling a product, that's right. Absolutely. The, now, now, remember, we, we're talking about not just selling a product as a vendor. We're we're talking. We're not talking about selling a product as a, uh, you know, as, as a as a family marketer. Mm-hmm. We're we're talking about uh, creating and selling a product that a business that you create has the capacity to run with and and sell without requiring your blood, sweat, and tears for the rest of your life. And and people say, well, I own a service business. I don't own a product. What are they? What do we say to that? Your service is your product. Your service is your product, but there is a difference. And if you run your business like a service, then your business isn't going to be worth anything. But if you run your business like it's a product, then your business has value. And what do I mean by that? What's the difference between running your business like a service and running your business like a product? Running a business like a service, it requires your expertise in order to run it and running it like a product and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit through this uh through this list but running your business like a product allows you to hand off that service to someone else a product that is measurable Measurable. that is that has metrics around it that runs on its own no matter who uses it no matter who is selling it it runs as that's a product. It can still right. be a service company, but it could be a product. That's right. And and you do that by creating a process around your service. Yes. So I love that distinction because everybody thinks, oh, I don't have a product. I'm not a I'm not a product business. I'm a service business, so I'm completely different. Well, that completely different thought will keep you from growing. That's right. Just a couple of seconds ago, you were probably thinking about turning off the uh, the, the podcast because we said product, product. Keep it stay, on. Stay with us. Listen, because we are definitely considered Stampede Digital Systems is definitely considered a a service company. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But it is definitely a product. We have several products that uh, are systems that are systematized that are done a certain way that anybody in our company can do it because the system runs itself. That's right. Because we're still a baby company. I mean, we we're still made, learning. We haven't made that million dollar mark yet. Mm-hmm. But since we're a baby company, still those systems are still being developed around our service. And, and yeah, we're still we're, learning. We're baby a lot. stages. We're we're using this, and we're we're seeing 
Proof is in the pudding, right? That's right. Until you reach, until you make it to your first million dollars, I, I would say you're still pivoting and, and learning you're your figuring business. this thing you, out. You haven't figured it out yeah. until you've made a million dollars yet. And and the million dollars seems to be kind of the, the, the chasm jump. Once you hit there, you've jumped the chasm. And it, a lot of people have read certain books that talk about the chasm, the business chasm. You know, once you get from the jump, then then your company has the ability to make a lot more. So, yeah. so the million dollar mark is kind of this thing that everybody puts out there to show, yeah, it's a legit, it's legit once you hit the million dollars. So let's go through these. It's funny because, you know, when we were kids that being a millionaire was like the far more than a legit. That was the Bill Gates of, yeah. of our time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And now, now we're shooting for uh, hundreds of millions and maybe even billions for some people. So. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go over the. We got ten rules. There, there are ten we're, rules. We're going to talk about these ten rules. And and these these are rules that that we pulled directly out of Built to Sell. So got if it. if you want to go look them up on your own, feel free to grab that book and uh, and read it because it's it's in the back. Are we getting any, so easy. Are we getting any anything from those guys? <laughs> we should. Yeah, we should. <laughs> it's a great it's a great no, book. It's, it's awesome a powerful book. tool for you to build something that. That it has value. Absolutely. So that's why we're doing it. That's why we're using it. That's right. So <laughs> the uh, the first rule is don't generalize, specialize. Th- this is something that uh, that a lot of a lot of people, especially service companies, absolutely, uh, really we'll do whatever. With. We'll do whatever. We'll do whatever. We'll do whatever it takes. Yep. And and they they say they do one thing, but then if the customer says, "Hey, here's something that's similar to what you do, and I just need it done, and uh, I like you, so I, I I'd rather pay you to do it," they they say, "Oh yeah." All of a sudden, the relationship becomes more important than the business. And and they say, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever whatever you want me to do because they're they're so worried that the person will find someone else that'll that'll do just as good or better than them, and then because they're the other person's now the jack of all trades and willing to do everything whatever they want to do. That's that's not how that's not how you make a strong business. No, and I have a story. I I was reading a book. I'm I'm trying to remember what the book was, but it had a story in it. And the person was giving this example of a guy that rakes leaves. So there's this guy that rakes leaves and he he has a group and he's raking the leaves and he gets a certain amount of money to rake the leaves. Well, uh, when he was up raking leaves off the roof, he noticed that there was some damage on some of the roof. And the, uh, he asked the the homeowner, hey, do you want me to fix the roof? We'll do that. And sure, yeah. So he went and he had to go buy some special tools to do some things. That's not what he normally did, but he 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 did different stuff. And then then he started to find other how to, how to fix different things around the house. And uh, pretty soon he was doing all this different stuff, and he was wondering why he wasn't making a lot of money. And there was another guy that just raked leaves. He raked leaves and that's all he did. He raked leaves. He didn't do anything else. The other guy had a bunch more overhead. He was buying a lot more stuff. He had more employees. It put him out of business because he wasn't doing, focusing on the one thing that he could do really, on really his well. business. Yeah. And and I, I, I love that story. I think that story is very interesting because you're not always helping somebody by trying to do everything for them no. because you can't do it as well as somebody else that actually is honed in on, on what it is they're doing. Which, which is really, it really comes back to, uh, I, I mean, for us, uh, we like to use uh, stampede as the example. That's Absolutely. the whole point of stampede your business. 
And for us, we, we specialize. What's our specialty? Our specialty is in, in creating sales sites. We're a business development company. We, we create sales sites. We, we guide you through the whole process of understanding who you are, who you're, what your product is, and how your, how your customers see How you relate that. to the customer, yes. And, and then, we, then we walk you through with that information to a, a process of, of know, like, and trust. Uh, and, and we teach you all about that. But we sell other things. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not because we're trying to become a jack-of-all-trades. It's because we see the value. But instead of, instead of saying, okay, we're going to do it all, we say, you know what? We can see that you need more than just what we're offering. And so we partner with other businesses. And we, we've that talked, also do that one thing that also do really, that one really thing well. Really, they really have well. this focus. Right. So we've, we've kind of figured out what we're really good at, mm-hmm. but that, and it's almost a way to get folks to know, like, and trust us, and then to trust us enough that we have found other people that are doing the same thing by focusing in on what they're uh, do that works for clients. Absolutely. And you know what's really cool about that is not only do you have an opportunity to, to tell a client, your, your, your customer, I, I don't know about that stuff, but so-and-so does. Now you're, now you're racking up points with the person you're referring. You're uh, racking up points with the, uh, with the uh, person that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in some cases you can, you can even build a business around that. You can, you can, Make some side profit. You know, thinking about my story with the Leaf guy, services. with the Leaf guy, if he if he would have just had somebody in his back pocket that he could have called to say, you know yeah. what, I have somebody that could fix your roof, and he and he got you know a little piece like of that action, bonus. yeah, a referral bonus for getting that guy a job. That would have not taken anything away from him. He would have still made the client super happy, just oh, like yeah. they were uh, doing everything for them. But it and, still comes down to that specializing, and the and the actual roofer would have done a better job. And like, let's done, let's face it, this yes. guy's a, he's a novice; he hasn't done any, right. any of this stuff before. He's taking longer than an actual roofer would, yep. and he's not going to do as good a job. Absolutely, absolutely. So, specialize number one, very important that you hone in on what you're good at better than anybody else, and focus on. That. Get really clear on that. Yeah, you absolutely. can't be everything to everybody. That's right. I mean, you, you can try, but it's it's a hard road to hoe. Yeah, if you want to set yourself cool. up to fail. Yeah, number two, make sure that no one client makes up more than fifteen percent of your business. This is this is such a powerful thing. I can't tell you how many people that I know that have been in businesses where they go, uh, their business dies. And I'm like, what happened? What happened? Well, I, I had this big giant client that left me and did something on their own. And, and I had to, I had to close my doors. I, I, I couldn't continue. I was relying on that client. Yeah, I was relying. On I, I have heard that many, many, many times. I have seen that happen to many businesses and, and I don't, really call them business they they have a job for another company they're just, they're just contractors yep and it's it's just a job it's yeah. not a business it's not worth anything nobody's gonna give you money for your company because you take care of some thingy for this big client oh, that is no. that is because because you know that that big client could leave at any time that is That's not right. have value for you and the relationship is between you and the client. Let's face it. I mean, when you have one big client, it's all about them. your personal relationship with them. 
It's not about your business relationship. Yeah. You you are the you and, are the And face. you will let everything else fall through the cracks to keep That's them happy. That's the other problem with it. Yes. Is is when you when you're relying on on one big business that's that's paying all your bills, you'll do anything it takes to make them happy, and then and then you for, then then rule number one goes out the window. Yes, so fast, whatever, so easy, whatever. Oh, you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, this definitely connects with rule number one, and it's not there's. If you connect in the know, like, and trust way that we talk about and and you connect with the right kind of clients, then you don't have to worry about the really, and I say, just the, the sucky clients. You're, you don't want, because you spend so much more time and money and energy on those crappy clients. And when they know they got you over a barrel and, and your most of your work is through them, uh, in Built to Sell, if you read the book, I mean, that's one of the classic things that's happening oh, to yeah. him. He has this big client and it's like, oh, man, I've got to make them happy no at any cost. And they, they, they're they not only a, a work drain, but they're a time drain on it. Yeah, absolutely. They, they they spend a lot of time and with it them. It gives them ulcers and yeah. worries. The beautiful thing is if you have lots of clients, none of them with fifteen over 15% of your revenue, if you lose one, it's not disastrous. It's no. not going to destroy your company. Just go it find sucks. another one. Just go find another one. It sucks. It's not cool to lose a client. You want to do everything you can to, to keep the client, unless they're a, a problem client. I'm, I'm a firm believer in letting go of folks that aren't aligned. If they don't appreciate what you do, if you really care about what you're doing for them, uh, the, those clients are hard to deal with and you don't need to deal with them. You yeah, shouldn't. No. No, you do business your way when you don't rely on And you'll them. find the people that want to do business with yeah, you and are excited right. and and uh, give you kudos and and are appreciative that you're there for them. That's right. So how so how do you how do you make number 2 a reality? Uh well, well number 3 uh, and and 4 the next the next couple of uh rules actually uh assist rule number 2. So number 3 is own a process. Make it duplicatable and sellable. And I, I think this this is such a cool idea. With with uh, Stampede, we we had this idea, and we, we wanted to create websites for people, and uh, and then we wanted to differentiate ourselves and say, you know, our websites are actually worth so much more because we do something that no other web developer does. But once we started doing that. It was so easy to to say, well, we do everything because other web developers don't do that. Well, the truth is, other web developers will. You can find anybody that's willing do to do anything. anything. Yep. Right. And and so that's that's a destructive way of thinking. And so we had to we had to pull back and say, no, really, what is it that we do, and how do we do it? How do we make that happen? And we're still we're still working on some of those things. We 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 build websites. We create websites. We've got an amazing designer that creates these beautiful, awesome products. Mm-hmm. And so once we've collected the information, which is which is what we do, is we collect the information. We hand that off to him and and uh, connect him with with the client so that he can build out whatever the client wants. And Eventually, as we get more of these under our belts and, and get more of a feel for what our market needs, what our market wants, what, what it's looking for, we, we're going to be able to, to create templates with what this designer has created. And then we can hand those templates off to, to someone that 
doesn't have the same creative abilities, but can punch them out quickly, rapidly. And then once they've been built, then hand it back to the designer for fine tuning. Yeah. And and that that saves that saves us time. It's and then and then it, it makes it so that we're not reliant constantly on the designer for doing our business. And if we if we need to, we could find another one um, yep. to what uh, continue to grow. Duplicatable, duplicatable, and sellable, duplicatable. If you can figure out how to make it nice and pretty, and the package is always top notch and really really good, that's and, right. and that's what we're working on at Stampede, spitting out really powerful product and once we once we have the capacity to make it duplicatable then then we we have the capacity to grow exponentially and so right now like i said we're still a a baby business not because the market's not there for us but because we're not ready to we're still fine-tuning the process we're fine-tuning it we're fine-tuning the process and making it duplicatable and sellable and it's important that when you start doing business that you actually start doing business. You don't spend all your time inside a garage trying to figure this out. You've got to go out there and work with clients and, and figure stuff out. You gotta do something. And actually make you, money along the way. Yes. But it's also okay to take your time to get it right. Right. You don't wanna just jump right in and, and, and expand before you know what you're doing. Because you're going to find yourself in in a contraction period. Yep. So let's move on to to number four. Uh, Don't become synonymous with your company. So again, that that whole thing about number two, don't let a client be. It's it's kind. They're kind of the opposite ends of the same coin, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The one one is don't let one business be your your client, and don't be. And then on this side, don't be your only employee don't don't become synonymous with your company well and 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 i think that to hone in on that a little bit better is don't be the wheel that runs it all yeah you know what i mean don't be the 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 gear that makes everything else work because if that's the case then you take your gear out then your company's worthless well, and, and and it's okay to be the manager that runs it all, as long as oh, you've yeah. got, as long as you've got a process for handing that responsibility off. But you know, you and I, we spend a lot of time in the speaking world. We we have our other speaking business, and uh, we see this all the time with speakers. They they become synonymous with their business because I am the expert. Uh, that's kind of the idea of a speaker, right? Right. They, they say, I'm the expert. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. I'm here to teach you. And so we have we have a local speaker that he's he's huge here in Utah. And and he he has gatherings of, of hundreds and hundreds of people every single month. And if he were to step off that stage and the go away. The company would disappear. I, I often forget the name of the company. I call the company by his name. Yeah. It's like instead of calling a, a vacuum a vacuum, you call it a Hoover, you know, or, or right. Kleenex. You just don't know the difference anymore. Right. And and once that once that product he, he is the product. Absolutely. Once that product is taken away, the business has it, no it more. doesn't exist. Which means it's not it's not viable. It, no. it's not it doesn't have uh a worth on its own. He can't walk away from that business unless he has other ventures. Right. Yep. Super huge. Number five, avoid the cash suck. Charge up front. 
a hard one, especially with service businesses. That's mm, a hard one. They want me to do to do the stuff, then pay me. They want me yeah. to do the stuff, then pay me, and I'll do whatever it takes because I'm starving and I need money. Which is funny because then I'll wait to be paid. <laughs> yep. you're, you're always going to be starving and needing money if you exactly. wait, because you're going to be you're going to be spending a lot of time in collections too. Yeah, and if you have high ticket items, or I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you charge everything up front. You know, at Stampede, we charge uh, a portion of the web development, and we kind of take the client along with us as as yep. we meet criteria. Then we charge again and again, so they kind of. Uh, are a part of the whole process and the design process. So they say yes to everything that's going on. And, and we use that, but we still get an upfront payment first. And that's part of our written process too. But we, we do. And, and our upfront pay is more than just the small portion that we're doing. We, 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 we make sure that we're collecting a little, e- enough to carry us through the project a little bit more. That way we can make sure that we're paying our, our project managers and our, our um, development, uh, like our, our designer and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. Number six, number six, don't be afraid to say no to projects. We've already kind of talked about that a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, we kind of hit it. Don't be afraid to say, and sometimes the project just isn't, it's not just saying no to individuals, it's saying no to projects. Yeah. And I think we kind of hit it on number two, where don't have over 15% of your business. And we, that's where we kind of talked about, you know, if, if, if it's not a business that, that, um, if it wants too much or, or what have you, gosh, where am I going with that? Well, and there, just say no, just say no. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) If it doesn't work, just say no. Don't. Don't try and make it work too much. I mean, you get to a point where it's, yes, 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 I can do that, I can do that. And then you've worked three times harder than you've gotten paid to work for. Well, and it's not just that. There's there's a book, another book that you referred to me uh, was Oversubscribed. Mm-hmm. And in that book, he talks about uh, people that, that are chasing after the next job. And they're, just, they're just trying to get more work so that they can get, feed themselves, mm-hmm. feed their families. And what happens is they, they end up exhausting themselves and they're not doing as good a work. And what, what he talks about is how valuable it is to, to say, you know, when you start reaching your max point of, of being able to create a valuable product, then, then you start saying, no, I don't have time for more business. And it's okay That's to- powerful. That is powerful because when you have people lined up to do business with you, one, you're never going to run out of food because you're always going to have work to do. And two, you can increase your prices because you've all, you've created value beyond what you were charging. Yep. I mean, there, there, there's a, a visible actual value there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's power powerful tool. Uh, if you get to the point, the first time you say no to a client because you're just too busy or something, it's super fun, <laughs> super cool. You're like, wow, yeah, yeah, I don't... I, I got too much going on, man. I'm, I apologize. But wow, that's cool. <laughs> you see their jaw drop. What? Yep. Number seven. Figure out how many pipeline pro- prospects need. I can read. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot. I just Figure out how you. many pipeline prospects lead to sales. Now, we had we had Troy in the room with us last uh, last episode. And he and is our guru is, of this. This is his 
baby concept. It's, like he he knows this front and back. It's all about the pipeline. It's all about the pipeline, and he he could talk about that for hours. But uh, pipeline, it's and it's that important. But it's well, that important. If, if you don't have sales, you don't have a business. No, and if you don't have leads, you don't you can't get sales. If you don't have a way to get those leads, a pipeline to get in there, you don't have a business. That's right. And building that pipeline takes time. Yep. Uh, so, so and work. It, it takes time and work. And so you you want to make sure you have people doing sales for you, so that you can bu- have them build that pipeline while you're uh, either doing the work or managing those that are doing the work. Which leads to number eight. It does. That, that kind of le- I was. Eating. Is that where you were going with that? Uh, that it, I, I love number eight. Number eight's my favorite. This is this is the part that I'm really excited about. We're so close right now with Stampede to be able to step into number eight. And number eight is two sales reps are better than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what the heck does that mean? Oh man. So before you start ramping up your product line, you should be wrapping up your sales team. Yes. You really should. And and the more sales you have, the 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 more you can pay for your product line the more the more that you can hire more people to to do your stuff but until you're at that point you need more sales yeah but a lot of people will say you know what i just don't have the money to hire a sales guy i'm just going to plot along doing it myself doing the best i can until i make enough money that i can hire those sales guys i love sales guys though because you know why sales guys Good ones love to work on commission. Good one. You, you you said the magic word though. Good ones. That that's that's the hard part because I I, I remember I, I've got a friend who used to do he he did summer sales. He did he did these summer things where he would take a group of guys and they would go sell stuff in the summer. Mm-hmm. They he would he would go for 3 or 4 months and they would fly him in some city somewhere and he'd take these four or five young college kids that are that are in on on a summer break or whatever and he would come back and would have made 3 400,000. Just uh, 3 or 4 months. And, and yeah, in 3 or 4 months and um with his little team of ge- Kids, these kids were making sixty grand in four months. They were making more money than they probably ever will. And uh, he's like, "Dude, I, I love commission. I will not do anything unless it's straight commission." And yeah. he said, "And a, and a really powerful salespeople understand the power of letting me do what it takes to sell as much as I can sell." I, I've always remembered that he said, "Man, I love because." Most people, I, I got to feed my family. And he, he saw that there's a big giant opportunity to just sell. So I don't, I don't remember what book it was. It's something my wife had referred me to about 10 years ago. Um, but in, in this book, it talks about one of, one of the big uh, millionaires here in Utah. Um, I think it was Huntsman. And he, he sold a piece of his company at one point. Uh, a large chunk of his company where he would only have 10% of it. And uh, someone asked him why he did that. Why They said, why, why wouldn't you want to keep more of this company if it was going to be so huge? And, and he said, well, I needed all those people to make it huge. He said, I would rather have a smaller slice of a bigger pie than a whole pie that's tiny. tiny. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's such a, a great statement. Uh, and it's true. It's true. We, and, we, we need people to grow stuff. You do not do anything great by yourself. You just don't. No, you never do. And, and so here at Stampede, what we've, what we've done is we've built our commission into the price of, of the product, into the price of generating the product. And so we know that, that when we get a sale, we're going to receive so much of that sale. And heck, regardless of what the margin is, you guys, the more of your product that sells, the more money you make, period, yep. regardless of what margin that you're, that you're collecting is. So, so why not receive a smaller margin and give more to someone, incentivize them to go out, to and, go get out more. and get more for you? Because if you really want to sell your product, go, get, go give enough for it to, to make it worth their, their exactly. while and they will go do it. And that's kind of what we – I mean we have – $1,500, let's say we have $1,500, we'll give, you know, a thousand of that to, to whoever and whatever. And we take a piece and a slice. And if we do that over and over and over and over again and have thousands of people eventually doing it, selling it, whatever, that's a crazy powerful sales machine. Yeah. So for a $1,500 website, we, we, we collect only 500. The other thousand is, is split between our costs, basically. And our cost right now sales is, is the salesman and the designers. designers. That's, and that's how, we, that's how we roll. That's how we yep. do things. Yep. This is all under the hood. This is exactly how it works right now. Yeah, that's right. And we want, we want you to see how it, how it works and why we're doing this the way that we're doing it. Because yep. we're going to be a million-dollar company. And when we reach that mark, you're going to look back and say, oh, yeah, that's what they did. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, number nine. Hire people who are good at selling products, not services. So this even if important. you're a service company, you should hire hey, people. We already went over that. We already went uh, over that. Uh, we talked about the difference. It's a product company, even if it's a service. Well, and now, and how is that? Uh, what does that mean? Sales? How is that different? Because it is a little bit different when when you're hiring uh, people that that are good at selling products, not services. And here here's the difference. Here's the main difference between a product seller and a service seller. Uh, and and I and Troy I think used the the example he gave the perfect example in, in the last one he talked about the cell phone and he said my cell phone uh, widget can uh, can do twenty different things but when I'm talking to you I want to find out what you need and then I will tell you which things that the cell phone does that fits your need but if I'm talking to someone else. And they have different, and they have different needs. I'll tell them only those things that the cell phone does. Oh, and it does other things, but this is what it does, and this is why you need it. And and that's that's the ascent, the essence of, of a product seller. Now, now a service seller is going to say, "What do you Ooh. need? Let's build a package so that it fits what your needs are." Ah. And that's the, that's the big difference. Yeah. The the one the one ha- already has the package pre built. It's and, a product, and they're selling. The Here's product. the product. The this service is, is okay. Service. You tell us what you need, and then we'll go build it for you. That's right, and that's the difference. And that's the difference. And I people people that sell services they they tend to uh, get lost in details. And, and we, this is not. People who sell services, there are people that make lots of oh, yeah. money selling services. Sure. That That is not to say that there's not money in it. We're just saying if you want to make something 
worth buying or having as a as a, a business that has a lot of value, look at it as a product and it will be worth a lot to investors or whoever. That's right. So then and then the last the last one, the last thing is think big, write a three year business plan. Is is thinking big a three year business plan? Uh, it's well Maybe, maybe. I mean, it depends on. on are those two different statements or are they the same statement? It, I know number 10, think big, three-year business plan. That sounds like two different things because my think big is way bigger than three years. <laughs> we'll That's dominate true. the world in 50 years. That's right. We'll take it over. <laughs> what are we doing tonight, One Pinky? million. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not very much. Yeah, I, I go straight to Pinky in the Brain. Yeah, I love just, that. That's yeah, that's that. hilarious. So think, the world. think big. I, for me, it's it's a it's a million dollars before we finish with this podcast. Yeah, uh, and and then our three year business plan is after after we make a million dollars, what do we get to do with that extra revenue? How do we get to spread the love? And and give back to our our business partners, give back to our community, give back to uh, everyone and everything, and 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 beyond just the business. But our our three year business plan includes what's next. Where, where's your next pivot? See, and and that's the thing. You 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 think you're in the trenches and you're constantly pivoting, trying to get it right. But you're still going after one thing right now, or you should be going right. after one thing right now. But at some point, your business is going to grow to, to a point where, where this product that you've worked your tail off for is, is going to just sail. And, and, and it, it's, it's going to be clean sailing, and it's going to be ni- nice and easy waters. And, and, and it might even start to dip a little bit because that's just the market is saturated. So, so you've got to be prepared already. Now you need to have a plan. In three years, what am I going to do next? How am I going to pivot this business into something else to keep my business alive? Because if you don't, it's going to die. And so you might as well plan right now. I love it. Well, wow, that was 10. That was the 10 rules for creating and selling a product. Um, can you say them real fast? 10 rules for creating and selling a product. One, don't generalize, specialize. Two, make sure that no client makes up more than 15% of your business. Three, own a process, make it duplic- duplicatable and sellable. Four, don't become synonymous with your company. Five, avoid the cash sub. Charge up front. Six, don't be afraid to say no to projects. Seven, figure out how many pipeline prospects lead to sales. Eight, two sales reps are always better than one. Nine, hire people who are good at selling products, not services. And ten, think Think big. big. Write a three-year business plan. Wow, that was pretty good. Awesome. Well, that, that I think, kind of wraps this episode up. What do you think? Absolutely. That was very good. Oh, man, this is great stuff. This is super fun. And it's really cool to have our business model kind of proof is in the pudding here. This is this is kind of exciting. I've never done anything like this. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. This this is really fun. Cause we we came up with this idea and now we're proving it. Yep. With with something that is another idea that we're just having a good time with. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. All right, folks. Thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Stampede Your Business. Stampede. 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 Stampede Your Business. Stampede.